Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from a Growth 500 founder on how to get funding right away on your big buyer invoices as you scale your product business. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Stephen Uster to the show. Stephen is the founder and CEO of FundThrough, a North American accounts receivable firm that has provided billions of dollars in bridge financing to help small businesses scale. His firm is also a fellow recipient of the Best Places to Work Award. Today, Stephen is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventor startups and small manufacturers can understand how big buyers like wholesalers, distributors, and retailers use credit terms when purchasing your product and what you can do to bridge the gap between delivering your product and getting paid, something which is quite important for all small and scaling consumer product businesses. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you on today to talk about bridge financing and accounts receivable financing, especially for scaling manufacturers, scaling product businesses that are getting out of the startup phase. But first and foremost, I was really intrigued by your story of how you built this business, which is, you know, made massive lists of top growing companies and whatnot. But it all started from you watching your grandfather sell coats. Yeah, that's that's true. So back in the day, my grandfather would uh, manufacture coats and he would sell them. And when he would sell uh, the coat, you know, he would give you the coat and the customer would give him, you know, the money. He would give them the, the the dollar and they would take their coat and they'd go their merry way. And over time, it became he would give you the coat and then the customer would take ten days to pay, and then it would become thirty days to pay. And now the average is like 60 days to pay. So, you know, my grandfather's cash would have been all caught up in that coat that was in somebody else's hand that somebody else was enjoying, but he wasn't getting paid for it, which meant he couldn't pay his own bills or, uh, or grow his company. Uh, so, you know, I saw that and I figured, you know what, there's a way to use technology to really make this a seamless uh, process so that everybody could get paid right away um, as soon as they invoice and that they don't have to wait on payment terms. That's amazing. That's a long-standing backstory. I don't think we've heard one that goes back that far to someone's childhood and emerges through to building up, you know, the big business that you have today. Explain uh, what the you know the terminology here is bridge financing or accounts receivable financing. Um, just give a bit of an explanation, everybody, what uh, those terms mean, what they are. And then we'll get into best practices and tips and what really, especially in the startup phase, what early stage product innovators should be thinking about as they start to scale and potentially land those bigger and bigger customers. Yeah. So uh, accounts receivable financing refers to when you invoice your customer and you have set payment terms with that customer, there's a gap between when you send the product and when you get paid. Accounts receivable financing bridges that gap. So it provides you with the cash immediately upon 
you invoicing so that you can then use that cash to be able to to grow your business and use payment terms instead of as a, a detriment, almost as a competitive advantage, because now you can offer extended payment terms to your customer and not be worried that it's going to take them 30, 60, or 90 days uh, to pay that invoice because you'll have that cash up front. And the way I, I describe it is almost like um, instant payments for small businesses who are punching above their weight, predominantly selling to larger customers. And if you compare that to small businesses who are selling to other small businesses or small businesses who are selling to consumers, they have a solution already. They can accept credit cards um, or they can accept wire transfers. They can have a PayPal account, a Square account or, or anything like that. And when they send an invoice, they can send a link for their customers to pay. But as you or any of your listeners might know, uh, if you're selling to big companies, that's not going to fly. You know, Dell is not going to pay you, um, you know, by credit card. They're going to pay you, you know, on their terms, which typically is by check or by wire. And they're going to pay you, you know, when contractually you've agreed to, which tends to be 30 or 60 days down the road. Uh, this is that gap that we're bridging. And that's so important to think about when you're in the manufacturing business, especially because whether you're selling to these wholesalers, distributors, retailers, other bigger companies, they have power and they have clout. So they're going to bully you essentially into these longer terms. And this is quite common in the industry. I would argue that probably most of the medium to bigger players, when you're talking about selling hundreds or even thousands of units of something, are going to be looking for some form of terms. And why this is so important to a product business is that you have to pay your suppliers to deliver that. So there's a gap. There's a point where it's great. You just made that $500,000 sale to Walmart and you're all excited, but now you have to manufacture $500,000 worth of goods. And especially if this is a big leap for a you know emerging startup or a scaling brand, it's not always easy. Or maybe you land two of them at the same time or whatever else the situation might be. And the last thing you want to do is turn down a customer that's paying for your product. So Stephen, can you just talk a bit more about uh, some of the benefits or around kind of manufacturing and, and boxing in that uh, boxing in that financial chain, making sure that that bridge financing is there and available when you need it so that you can focus on growing and scaling as opposed to the pain point of cash crunches? Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the, the key here is um, trying to, to match your supplier payments with your customer payments, which is virtually impossible to be able to do, as you've just said, Kevin. So if your customer payments, payment terms are longer than your supplier terms, um, you're stuck in the middle as a, as a small business. Um, and being able to get paid right away enables you to bridge that gap. It also enables you to invest in your, your business, knowing uh, that right away, you know, when you sell something, you get that cash because it's not just the revenue. Revenue isn't always cash. Uh, revenue turns to cash when accounts receivables get paid, when invoices get paid. Um, so when that, that cash comes in, you can now invest in your business. And really, it allows you to do what you do best, which is go out and you know develop, uh, manufacture, design, and sell. And you don't have to worry about sort of the back office side of things of collecting, um, following up, um, sometimes even issuing invoices, uh, especially if it's a seamless product that integrates directly into your your invoicing software. Uh, so for example, FunThrough integrates directly into uh, QuickBooks Online so that you know you very seamlessly when you issue an invoice can get that invoice 
funded um, right away without having to wait. What are some of the pitfalls that you've seen in terms of folks getting paid? I know one of the big ones is that uh, something you mentioned before the show to me is that a lot of people, when they look at a 60 day term, they think, okay, well, I can float that, but you don't realize that's 60 days from the point of delivery. Also, that's from the point in which you actually deliver that invoice. So you have to be very careful. And as well as, you know, this is a big corporation. You may not always get paid exactly as per the terms in the agreement. In fact, there might be clauses in there that you have to be very careful of that may extend that. So what are some of the pitfalls and what are some of the solutions that you you see when kind of addressing some of these issues to make sure that the startup as it scales doesn't get in, a, in an impossible pinch? That that's exactly right. Is that it, the the fallacy out there is that wow, I have just delivered the goods and my customer has accepted the goods. They love the goods. Uh, the clock has started ticking now at that point, and I'm gonna I know I'm gonna get paid in whatever the contractual terms are, thirty days or so. That's not the case because you're typically dealing with different groups within the company. So you're dealing with your buyer within the uh, the company, which is different than the accounts payable uh, group. The accounts payable group will um, pay invoices based on when they receive them. And one of the pitfalls that I see often with entrepreneurs is that they take a long time to actually do their bookkeeping, to do their, their invoicing um, because they're busy you know, producing and they're busy designing, they're busy selling um, and they just don't have the, the back office to do it. I would suggest that you know you pick a day a week and you get caught up on all of your invoicing, if you don't invoice immediately upon uh, upon delivery, if you wait a month or you you know wait for a period of time, you're going to wonder why you didn't get paid, and your customer is going to say, "Well, I never got the invoice," or "I got the invoice on this date, and the clock started ticking on that date, so you're going to get paid on 60 days after uh, after that date." The other thing to be mindful of is uh, the cycles of accounts payable. So it's not exactly that you're going to get paid on the 30th day or the 60th day. That's possible, but we rarely see that in our business. What ends up happening is that there's a cycle. So if you if you invoice prior to this date within the month, the checks will be cut uh, two weeks after the end of the month. But if you miss that date, you wait until the next month, regardless of whether it's you know 60 right. days or, or longer. So you want to understand what that is within your, your customer's framework so that you can prepare your invoicing um, to be able to meet the, the, the cycles. Uh, the other fallacy, the other thing that I, I often see, and I often pound my fist on the table saying, don't do it, um, is that customers will give discounts, sorry, suppliers will give discounts to their customers uh, to get paid early. But they've never really done the math. I often will ask uh, when I'm speaking in front of conferences all uh, of small business owners, I'll ask if anybody has ever given a discount to their customer to get paid. And inevitably, you know, three quarters of the hands go up. And I'll ask people just to yell out what's the range of discounts that you've given to your customer uh, uh, to get paid early. And people will say, I give 2%, I give 3%. Some people say, I give a 10% discount if they'll pay me early. And most people will think about it in terms of a discount, but they don't think about it in terms of what that means in terms of the rate, the interest rate that they are funding their own receivables at. And I will pound my fist on the table and say, it is always cheaper and easier to use an invoice factoring platform, an invoice funding platform, whether it's fun through or a different one, it doesn't matter, then it will be to give your customer a, uh, a discount to get paid earlier. You get paid the way you get paid, and then you pay a fee um, to, uh, 
to the invoicing platform in the same way you might pay a credit card fee to accept credit cards. Those are some of the tips that I've come up with over the over the years. And those are good it. insights, like really good stuff. I appreciate that. And you know, think about the, what you're mentioning about the cost of that bridge financing or whatever. It, it's for a very short period of time. It's only uh, generally like it might be that 60 days or plus production or whatever it might be. It's a few months, let's say. So it's really a minimal cost when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, much more expensive to just give a blanket gross off the top deduction. That's yeah. going to cut substantially into your profit. So all that is really good tips and advice. And I like the fact that you mentioned kind of using it in uh, a more automated, automated method, because one of the biggest things that I've seen as well is people who don't follow up don't get paid. Right. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. We all know that expression. So one of the easiest things that you can do, you mentioned setting your kind of weekly reminders to either send out the invoice or whatnot. Well, in addition, once you've sent that invoice out, make sure that you're following up. And I think that's that that matters whether or not you've got bridge financing, because at the end of the day, the sooner you get paid, the less interest you're actually paying for that bridge financing. But the reality is squeaky wheel does get the oil. So make sure that you set that in your calendar to follow up. Because one of the things that I've seen with a number of clients when this stuff goes through is one person will say that they never got it, or it went to the wrong person, or sorry, they messed up, it went to the wrong division, or maybe there's a little error that you made on the invoice or whatnot that means it's not getting paid. And of course, there's not really much value in them telling you about that because all it's doing is saving more money in your buyer's account the further this thing gets pushed along. And a lot of these companies, especially, you know, some of them get bigger and they can get get to be bullies. They can really push on a lot of these levers to to which kind of hurts the the small folks. And that's where, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to both make sure you're covering your cash flow, but also like anything else in business, do the due diligence on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's, that is, that's a great point, Kevin. Uh, we find that uh, small business owners have no problem being very vocal when they're selling. Uh, they, they will advocate for their product. They'll talk about it. But as soon as they send that invoice, they get really shy about asking for the money. And the way I say to them is, you're not running a charity. This is not a nonprofit. You provided a goods or services, uh, you provided goods or a service that your customer wanted. You deserve to get paid. Don't be shy about asking for the money that somebody else owes you. And oftentimes, um, as you've said, there are little tweaks to an invoice that might need to get fixed. Um, and you won't know about it. And it'll just tick on and tick on and tick on until all of a sudden you realize, hey, wait a minute, it's been six months and I didn't get paid on that 30-day invoice. Uh, let me go out and, and ask. And then you're really tiptoeing around it. Um, be forceful. You deserve it. Your customers will respect you. They want to know that you are um, you know, stable enough uh, that uh, so that you can continue to service them. And one way of being stable is getting the cash to be able to you know, continue to grow the business. Absolutely. Cash is king. So can you explain a bit more about uh, how FundThrough works specifically? Sure. So uh, FundThrough enables small businesses to choose which invoices they want to fund, which customers they want to fund. Um, and you, know, you can do it on a one-by-one -one basis or you can do it you know, all together. Uh, as I mentioned, we integrate directly with uh, QuickBooks Online. So if you do use QuickBooks Online, you can either go to the, the QuickBooks App Store, you can go to our site at fundthrough.com. Um, and uh, and connect. We ask you to connect your invoicing software so that you then pull in your invoices directly into the fund through dashboard. Um, you basically click whichever invoice you want. 
we then sort of verify that uh, um, the customer data and you know the, the initial data is is all accurate, um, and then you're you get that money deposited into your account right away, and then we get paid when your customer um, pays that invoice on whatever the normal whatever normal terms are. Typically, to get set up. Um, you know, you you first have to uh, connect a few data sources and, and get sort of approved to be on the uh, the platform. Um, and once you're on the platform and your customers are um, are approved uh, to be funded, uh, after that, and that could take you know maybe a couple of days uh, to to happen. After that, when you invoice um, and want to fund an invoice, uh, it's same day. You know, you just click that invoice and you fund. So your the way I describe it is your second invoice is you know basically same day or 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 almost instant uh the first invoice will take a couple of days to to fund and then once you're on there there's no commitment there's no no fees you pay for it when you use it you know you use it when you need it and it's that simple the idea is to put the control back in your hands as a small business owner and level the playing field with your much larger customers well that's great super helpful especially in manufacturing like we talked about and are there certain um like sizes of customers or whatnot like to the end buyers that that or are there approval criteria that uh, that either work or don't work or anything that you can touch on in terms of uh, the type of buyers that would be approved through this program but maybe also some of the types of buyers that wouldn't be approved through the program so that you know folks can kind of wrap their head around that yeah absolutely so the uh we we will let you know whether your customer um, is, according to our databases and our analysis, uh, creditworthy and therefore whether we expect that there to be any issues or no issues in getting paid by them. And that's actually a really valuable piece of information that we would give to you uh, that you likely want to know regardless of whether or not you use a service like Fund3, you want to know whether your customers are actually um, going to pay you or whether they're at risk of you know, going bankrupt before they pay you and then you sort of not getting paid. Uh, so we'll provide that information. An important thing to note for using Fund3 is that we will fund that gap between when you have delivered the goods and your customer accepts the goods or completed a service and your, your customer accepts that the service has been completed uh, and when your payment terms are. We don't take the performance risk of you having to put everything together and manufacture it um, and then you know send it on. So what that means is an invoice that would get funded, that would qualify to get funded uh, is one that is sort of a true sale. There's no chargebacks um, that, you know, or no, no um, consignment sale or, um, you know, sale pay when paid um, contract terms in there. If there are chargebacks, that's okay. You know, we expect that there, uh, there would be chargebacks and not every invoice gets paid, you know, 100% and we account for that. Uh, but the key is to know that the invoice itself is is done. Um, like you have done what you're supposed to do. Your customer accepts that you've done what you are uh, were supposed to do. Uh, and now you're just waiting to get paid. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess that's how it's such an easily aut automated system. It's once the delivery has been confirmed by the customer and there is that gap, whether it be 30 or 90 or possibly even more, yeah. you, then you're there to fill that gap, which is, which is quite important. I also really like the, that value add you mentioned about um, that you first look into the buyer on the behalf of the manufacturer, that in itself is really valuable because a lot of, especially early stage startups, you don't have access to that kind of information or you really don't know how to vet that type of information. So this is something that's exciting that Fund Through can really almost, um, you know, kind of behind the scenes audit who that 
that customer is before you jump in bed with that with that with that customer because maybe you're right maybe this is a company that's about to default and that's going to come down on you that means you're not going to get your money back if they go sure. bankrupt in the time that you're waiting for those funds you'll never see them again or you'll okay. you'll see very very you know pennies on the dollar from that uh, if it goes into uh, a bankruptcy uh, sale so uh, that in itself, I think, is quite a valuable add-on, especially as you add more and more customers to the list. It's a really simple way to just vet them out to make sure that that is the type of customer that you want to be selling for to beyond you know your usual usual vetting process. Exactly. Yeah, and we we have enough experience now with enough um, buyers out there uh, that we can also tell you that oh, despite you having thirty day terms, I can tell you that on average, this particular buyer pays you in forty seven days. Oh, um, very nice. Not our history. So you know, you can plan a little bit that way, and you know, this is all stuff. If if you have a, a question about a new customer that you're thinking about onboarding, reach out to us. You know, no no commitment. We'll simply do our search and tell you. Uh, uh, whether you should be uh, mindful or not about that particular customer. Well, I really appreciate that for our listeners. And as always, I'll put all the show links, uh, your LinkedIn and your company website and all that in the show notes. But uh, what is the exact company website just for anybody who's uh, listening in? Yes. If you want to come uh, check us out, it's funthrough.com. So that's F-U-N-D-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com. Perfect. Steven, really appreciate you being on the, the show and sharing the words of wisdom around us. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product.